Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 320. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today's episode is my fifth and final installment on our series here on job search disclosures, what to disclose in the interview and what to keep to yourself. Today, we're talking all about navigating sexual orientation and gender identity in the interview process. But first, to recap, here's what we've already covered. We started the series off in episode 311 on how to talk about marital status, parental status, and pregnancy in the interview, and then how to talk about your criminal background in the interview, which is episode 313. Episode 315 was how to talk about disability or chronic illness in the interview. And then most recently, episode 318 was how to talk about citizenship and immigration in the interview. So today, let's start the conversation out with a simple question. Should you come out in the interview? Now, despite the fact that the LGBTQ plus community has experienced some pretty big legal wins in recent years... Choosing to come out at work can be a really stressful and even dangerous choice, especially for trans and non-binary people. In fact, 2020 proved to be the most violent year on record for trans and non-binary people with more than 37 violent deaths, a record high since the human rights campaign, HRC, first started keeping track of this number. So choosing whether and when and how to disclose your sexual orientation or gender identity at work is no small matter. That said, the benefits of being able to truly be yourself and feel included and accepted at work are also well documented. Researchers who shared their findings with the Harvard Business Review revealed that, quote, people who are able to come out at work are happier. Compared to workers who are out to just some people or none at all, those who are completely out at work are significantly more satisfied with their job, 29% versus 16%, enthusiastic about their job, 40% versus 26%, and proud of their work, 51% versus 38%. Other research finds that having this double life of being out in private life but not at work increases social stress and depression. Now, keep in mind for something like sexual orientation or gender identity, disclosure is not a one-time event. You might find yourself disclosing your gender identity with HR upon hire, with your boss when making travel arrangements for an upcoming conference, and with other trusted colleagues as needed. This can come up time and time again, resulting in stress and anxiety, if not outright harassment or microaggressions on multiple occasions. This was one of the key messages I took away from our recent team discussion here at Bossed Up. 
all about Disclosure, the Netflix documentary focused on the mass media's impact on the trans community in recent years. Disclosure doesn't happen just once. It's an ongoing stressor and something to be weighed carefully. Either way, whether you decide to disclose in the interview or not, you want to know your legal protections. Now, thanks to a recent Supreme Court decision here in the U.S. that only passed, what, a year ago? Not even. In June of 2020, LGBTQ plus workers are now protected by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which protects against workplace discrimination. But just like everything else covered in this series, having the law of the land on your side is one thing, while navigating everyday workplace politics is another. So much like parental or marital status, it is perfectly reasonable and well within your rights if you choose to just avoid this topic altogether at the interview stage. Just like no employer needs to know if you're married or in a long-term relationship, they also don't need to know the gender of your significant other either, not to mention your own gender identity. So let this serve as a reminder to all of us to strive to create a more inclusive workplace for everyone, where all people feel safe to bring their full personhood to work free from judgment. Before we wrap today, I do want to share some tips specifically for transgender job applicants, because while it might be a little easier for some folks to keep their sexual orientation under wraps during the interview, gender identity and expression can be a little bit more of a minefield. So here are a few tips specifically for transgender applicants navigating the interview process. You have every right to reinforce your true name and pronouns. What's in a name? Quite a lot, actually. So aligning your name across all legal documents can be super helpful with hiring and onboarding. But removing a dead name may not be an expense that everyone can afford. And when employers call past colleagues and bosses as references, that can add to confusion if your gender expression has changed in recent years. Amira Suni Slatine, a career coach with a special interest in working with LGBTQ job seekers, recommends reinforcing your name and pronouns before it becomes an issue. Quote, write the interview and email before the interview stating that you're excited to meet them and sign off with your name and pronouns at the bottom of the email. This will allow the interviewer to know your pronouns before meeting you. Now, if all of that upfront effort doesn't end up yielding the results you really want, you'll also want to be prepared to correct misgendering. Misgendering is when a person incorrectly identifies the gender of a person, and honestly, doing so can signal disrespect or an outright rejection of one's gender identity. But in a job interview setting, it really is best to assume best intentions and assume that any misgendering is an innocuous mistake. That said, that doesn't mean you can't correct it. So here are two ways to be an advocate for yourself while still getting the interview back on track. First, you can chime in immediately after the wrong pronoun is used by just saying something like, actually, it's Ms., not Mr. Or you can wait until they've made their point or asked their question and respond with a simple redirection, such as, actually, I use they, them pronouns. Now, the reality here is that the interviewer might feel called out or confused or embarrassed by their error. So the goal here is to just correct the mistake quickly and then refocus attention back on the subject at hand, which is your skills and your fit for this particular job. My final tip here 
is a reminder to just wear what's most comfortable for you. When choosing an interview outfit, I often recommend to everyone across the gender spectrum to wear whatever makes you feel like a boss. That's going to produce different outcomes for different folks, but the key here is to find a balance between showcasing your authentic self and ensuring that you're choosing attire that showcases you in a professional light. If you feel good about how you look, you'll be able to refocus your attention on how you're coming across in the content of what you're saying. If you're feeling unsure about an outfit, get feedback from a trusted friend, mentor, or confidant first. And if you're preparing for a virtual interview, hop on camera to see how your outfit translates digitally too. Now, while all of today's tips and recommendations can help navigate the extra stress of interviewing as a transgender person or as a gay or lesbian person or a non-binary person, I'd like to remind all of us that this systemic stress, this systemic bias, this systemic problem is not on LGBTQ plus folks alone to solve. We all have to do our part to create more inclusive, welcoming workplaces where all people feel included. I am excited to hear what you think about today's conversation. Please weigh in. Let me know what I've missed. Let me know what you would add. Let me know if you've seen this done well at your workplace or if you've had to navigate any of these challenges yourself. The best conversations always happen over in the Bossed Up Courage community as a great place to continue the conversation after each podcast. But you can always weigh in by just shooting me an email at info at bossedup.org or calling into the podcast hotline at 910-668-BOSS. Until next time, let's keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose and together let's lift as we climb. 